to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. When things feel hard in your job or your business, you likely find yourself fantasizing about quitting or leaving it all behind for something better or easier. I know I do this a lot, but you don't quit because quitting itself has quite a lot of stigma around it. For some, it may feel morally wrong to quit before you've completely exhausted every option and run your business or your health into the ground. This was probably me in most cases. For others, you believe you must have a justifiable reason for quitting, one that other people would agree with or approve of. And for still others, the idea of quitting is both humiliating because it signals some kind of failure and terrifying because it is filled with so much uncertainty. Like, what are you going to do after you quit? And you probably have some positive ideas about quitting rolling around in your brain as well. Things like quitting smoking or quitting sugar. Those seem like good things to quit, right? With so many mixed messages facing you about what it means to quit, how do you actually know when you should quit and when it makes sense to keep going? This question has come up a lot recently with some of my clients. It has certainly come up several times in big ways in my own life and work over the years. I've quit a marriage, three major jobs, multiple career paths, and two businesses, not to mention probably several other things that I'm not even thinking of. None of these were easy, emotionalist, no-brainer decisions to quit. In fact, several things that I quit probably looked like things to stick with to the outside observer. But I had my reasons, and I feel good about all of them at this point in my life. Today, I want to give you a framework to help you identify when it makes sense to quit and when it makes sense to keep going. All of this is completely up to you. There is no right answer according to any other person. It really comes down to what you decide. And I'll be sharing some of my own quits and how I got to them to help demonstrate how you work through that decision. But ultimately, it really comes down to what you want and why you want it. But before we do that, why does this conversation even matter for you? I believe it is a waste of your time, your energy, your resources, and your abilities to keep pushing through on something that has no payout of value to you or that you don't actually want to do. And by no value, I don't mean that it has to be financial or monetary or whatever. But if it's not something that's serving you in some way, why are you doing it? If you keep going just because it's comfortable and what you already know how to deal with, but you also feel kind of dead on the inside, you may be wasting your time and your life on something that is completely pointless for you. It might work for other people, but if it's not for you, why are you doing it? On the flip side, if you quit just because you feel tired, frustrated, uncomfortable, or unsuccessful in the moment, but it's something that you actually care about and you want to succeed at in the long term, you will kick yourself for quitting later on. And you will always wonder what could have been. And you will probably have little stories about why you can't go back to it if you change your mind. So to me, this is a very critical decision point, an excellent skill set to have in your tool belt, because anything worth doing is probably going to be hard at multiple points along the path. And when I say anything worth doing, I mean anything worth doing in your mind, like anything that's of value to you. Before we dive into how to decide one way or another, 
let's define the word quit. In this case, we're talking about the action of quitting. It can mean to stop or discontinue an action or activity or to leave, like leaving a place or a thing, usually permanently, such as leaving a job, a residence, or a relationship. We are talking about both quitting on a large scale, like leaving a job or shutting down a business, as well as quitting on a smaller level, like quitting certain tactics, behaviors, strategies, products, services, or clients. It's important to define things so you are clear with yourself exactly what you're evaluating and deciding about. Another reason we need to have this discussion is what we kind of touched on at the beginning. It's that we humans have developed a culture where quitting carries a very negative social stigma in many cases. You probably have one or more of the following types of thoughts about quitting, or maybe you have heard these at some point in your life and taken them in at least on some level of truth, whether you consciously believe them or not. Things like quitting is a moral failing. If you were a better, smarter, or something more person, you wouldn't quit. Quitting is admitting a humiliating failure. I know I held very tight to the belief that quitting a business venture I had started meant that I was a humiliating failure of a business owner. It made me stick with my first two businesses long past the point where I first identified that I probably was not going to be an amazing example of what was possible with those businesses. I enjoyed the businesses, but I knew that I wasn't really going anywhere special. We'll put it that way. I drug them out while clinging to playing it safe and striving for a very average slash good enough performance. In retrospect, it would have been much easier to quit earlier before I had become even more emotionally attached to my business, had more of my identity attached to it, and had sunk even more money into those ventures that I wasn't even fully invested in anymore. When considering quitting anything, questions like, what will they think of me, pop into your head. As an accountant, this probably feels especially difficult because you think all the time about the education, the training, the credentials, the years of experience that you've worked hard to get. Should you throw all of that away by quitting? And I see this a lot with clients in their jobs, which I admit I did a lot of this and it kept me going in my accounting career for quite a while. You know you aren't really happy, but you may not actually know why because you don't take the time or don't know how to get to the bottom of it. And you feel like you've invested so much time in your education and all your things, and maybe you're pretty good at it. And, oh, you know, I'm making decent money. This feels safe. How on earth could you be successful or face your friends and family if you walked away from all of that? It's a real struggle. But in reality, none of that actually matters if you know that that is not the path for you. You will always find your way. You found your way to where you are currently, and you can find your way to whatever you set your sights on next. As for other people's opinions, they don't matter if you're not happy in your own life. They will be more happy for you if you go out and do something crazy and love what you're doing. And if they're not happy, why are they in your life? But that's not the point of today's episode. Now, what about the upside of quitting? When you quit something that isn't serving you or is a distraction from your real goals, it's a fantastic thing to do for yourself. Quitting distractions can help you focus on what you really value, and it lets you get even better. It's like niching down your practice so that you become an expert and the best at what you do in your particular area of special expertise. You become even more valuable to your clients because you quit the distracting things. You stop trying to serve everyone and everything. Here are some quits that we often celebrate as a culture. Quitting smoking. Quitting a job that's going nowhere. That's like obviously going nowhere. 
quitting a relationship that makes you miserable. I mean, consider how easy it is to support quitting an abusive relationship versus one that just isn't very exciting anymore. Quitting behaviors that are detrimental to your health or your safety, like stop doing drugs, stop over drinking, stop overeating, stop doing reckless habits and vices. We celebrate these types of quits because we see them as moving forward and making growth in our life. Quitting my first marriage was really hard. I had dated this guy since I graduated high school, and on paper, our relationship and life looked great. I had a great job. He had a job. He was respectable. He didn't abuse me. We didn't hate each other. And we had a pretty great house in what we thought was a good neighborhood. But I wasn't happy. I felt lonely or empty, kind of pointless. Like, why am I in this relationship? And I decided that I would rather be single than stay in that relationship, even though getting out of that relationship felt very dangerous or scary or uncertain because I didn't really know what would happen. And I really had been in there since you know I was 18. That felt pretty scary. But quitting that marriage opened up my brain for new opportunities, like figuring out who the hell I actually was, liking myself, discovering what I wanted to do with myself, by myself, for myself in my life. And I don't regret it. But finding the clarity to make that decision with confidence was huge. So now that you have some easy examples of where you can get behind quitting versus questioning quitting, let's go to that framework on evaluating your own current choices. I know a lot of accountants and finance folks who love parts of their work, but not others, and wonder if quitting is the answer to their dissatisfaction. If this is you, first, I want you to answer these two questions. And as usual, it's two questions with a bunch of questions underneath them. So first question, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this work, this job, this profession, this position, this business, etc.? To help answer that question, answer this. What is your expected payoff or benefit from sticking with this choice? Is the work interesting? Does it provide you an identity? Is it an identity that you actually want to have or is it one that you think you should have? Does this work, job, etc. fit with the life that you actually want? Is it worth the effort to get through hard times to keep pursuing this? Your answers will be yours. There isn't actually a right answer to any of these questions. This is all intended to help you find the clarity that you need to evaluate your own situation. The second question is, why is it hard today? Like right now, why are you feeling like quitting? Is it a temporary feeling of difficulty? Did you experience a setback, whether it was a big or small one? Do you feel frustrated, embarrassed, hopeless? You know, what kind of feelings are coming up for you and why? Usually we entertain thoughts of quitting when we have a hard day. It's very normal. But when you have big goals, hard days will happen. That's part of the process. It's part of how you get that reward at the other end is you're willing to keep going for something that you truly care about. The question is, are you willing to keep going through a temporary day of difficult feelings? If you determine the reason it's hard today is because it's hard every day and there is no improved future, then perhaps you are on a dead-end path. That is good to see, and it is, of course, possible. It doesn't mean that you are a dead-end person with no skills or prospects. It actually doesn't even mean that your business or your current job is a dead-end itself. It could simply mean you need to tweak some things, like changing a tactic, taking a break, slowing down, hiring help, changing positions. So many things you can do differently. But the place you need to start is to answer these two questions. Why are you doing what you're doing? And why is it hard today? These are critical to giving you the clarity and insight to make decisions about what to do next. When you're clear on the answers to these questions, it's time to decide which discomfort to choose. 
there is a level of comfort that you get from staying with exactly what you're doing and what you know right now. Even if you determine that you are on a path that will not move you forward, it is likely more comfortable, both mentally and emotionally, to stay there. It takes effort to make any change, including quitting something that you are miserable with. Even though you know you don't like where you are, quitting can feel even harder when you also believe that the alternative is dangerous or uncertain. And you are completely allowed to stay where you are, keep doing what you're doing, and keep getting the results that you're getting. It's not a bad thing, as long as you're deciding on purpose and you like your reasons for it. I'm just here to challenge you and disrupt your normal thinking patterns so that you know that you actually like what you have. However, if you truly do not want to stay where you are, getting the results that you're getting right now, you may need to quit something. If you feel bored, unfulfilled, obligated, trapped, or you dread going to work every single day or most days, this is likely not a temporary challenge on the path to creating results that you really want. Instead, it's probably a strong indication that you need a change. It could be a big change, a big quit maybe, or it could be just something small. The major point here is that if you think you want to quit when things feel hard, but you also have a strong why for what you're doing, it's probably not the time to quit. Instead, it's time to double down on what's working, mini quit the tactics that aren't working, and keep moving forward with your larger vision. A great example of quitting before you should is the story from Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. And I think the story is something like three feet from gold. So the guy had been mining during the gold rush for months, we'll say. And then he finally gave up and sold all of his stuff to some other random guy. Turns out he stopped literally three feet from the vein of gold that would have completely changed his life. He just gave up. The takeaway really is we never know for sure how long our goals will take. But if they are goals that we believe in and that matter to us, it doesn't serve us to give up just because it's hard sometimes or because it's taking longer than we had hoped. There's a reason that there are obstacles and things are hard. It makes you more valuable because you've gone through it. You come out on the other side. It's just like getting through training, getting through school, getting through certifications. Not everyone gets through that. And that's how you have an edge in your business. You're always looking for new edges. And there's always going to be hard things to get through. So if you are committed to what you're doing, you probably want to keep going. Now, if you're thinking of quitting because you have no good reason to keep going, it's not what you want, and the payoff at the end is not compelling to you, you probably want to entertain some kind of plan for some kind of quitting. A book that's been around for a while now, but that I only recently read, has some interesting perspectives on this. It's called The Dip by Seth Godin. It really challenged my own brain and gave me a fresh outlook on the concept of quitting. He goes so far as to suggest that if you aren't going to be the best in your special area of expertise or your niche, then you should quit some aspect of what you're doing so that you can focus on being exceptional in at least one area. I mean, some of his words are a little bit harsh, but they're also very useful. I prefer to leave it at this. Strategic quitting of particular activities, tactics, or product service lines can help you create space for the things that you really want instead. And this can apply outside of work. Quitting certain relationships, quitting volunteer work that you aren't really into, whatever that you're involved in that you're like, oh my God, I don't really even want to do this and I'm tired of doing this. If it really doesn't make sense for the goals that you have at a higher level, it's okay to quit because it will let you do other things. Those things that you want to quit are probably distractions that are keeping you from getting where you want to go because quitting lets you remove those distractions that aren't serving you or your goals. 
Strategic quitting lets you create more time, more money, and more energy for yourself, your work, and your business, as well as for your life, whatever it is that you value and want to do outside of work. Because if you're totally focused on working all the time, it's probably distracting you from things that you also value in your life. When you're working with focus and purpose, you tend to enjoy everything that you do more, even the mundane or difficult things. So what are you struggling with this week? Is it just a temporary feeling or is it time to consider a shift or quit in some form? Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Find up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com.